0: Welcome back, film fans. This is Beer Bourbon in a Movie. I'm Tawana.
1: And I'm Vaughn. And
0: we're two filmmaking cinephiles dedicated to the art of film, the taste of a good beverage, and everything in between. We're glad you're back, people. So grab a seat, film fans, beer drinkers, and bourbon lovers alike. This is episode 46.
1: Today we'll be reviewing The Last Black Man in San Francisco and the Dead Don't Die. So Tawana, what are we sipping on today?
0: Well, because we're dealing with gentrification.
1: Yeah. and
2: all
0: things. Don't look at me. The like. (laughs) I did look exactly
2: at you. Don't fucking look at me.
1: I looked
0: right at you. I mean, but you're, you're an immigrant, too, I'm so the I first can't... first
2: white man in Midtown. No. <laughs> no, not quite. No. You're
0: not even the first ah. white man in Williamsburg, oh, where I, you I, I, used bring, to live. I
2: bring down this neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> I bring down this neighborhood.
0: Wow. But, yeah, so anyway, so since we um, are dealing with that in San Francisco and pretty much in this entire, every major city in this entire nation, um, I thought I'd do something like a little gentify it.
2: You know, Vaughn is your primary co-host And I'd appreciate it if you directed your gaze to him
0: Ah! (laughs) (laughs) It's a little sensitive (laughs) I will look at you, Vaughn Let me just move the box Look, just because I have a
2: 401k, man Don't fucking judge me What? (laughs) Yeah, I got one
1: too (laughs) Yeah, fuck you I was going to
0: say I think other people got a and That's not the gentifier way Oh, it's not The gentifier way is like, so bro You know Soha, huh.
2: are oh, you bringing that big white energy into yeah. town? Yeah, changing
0: things <laughs> yeah. that were existing <laughs> yeah. into something else. And speaking of that, Soha, huh? I'm doing. um There, the the brewery company is named Firestone Walker Brewing Company. Okay, they make beer. Yes. Okay, but sounds legit. They had their nerve. I'm sorry.
1: Or the audacity, the
0: audacity to really gentrify this. I don't. I'm not a fan. It's called beer rosé. Mm,
1: right. Okay,
0: so like would you say earlier, brose? Brose. Yeah, it's definitely bros- a brose. <laughs> it's
2: brose. I mean, this is. I mean, brose always been a term to just say that, like, like bros drinking rosé. But mm-hmm. you make a fucking rosé beer. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? And, and I mean, this you, is I mean you, you got. I mean, when Brett Kavanaugh is like, I like beer. Beer yep. is my drink. I like beer. Like this is the kind of <laughs> shit
0: he wishes he was drinking. the kind of shit he wishes he was drinking. Well,
1: right. you know, the thing is, and it's rosé season. So because, it's, it's, you know, we're going from spring into summer now. All right. And people are drinking a lot of rosé. And I think they, they're trying to do something that could work for men and women.
0: Well, what their theory was, it wasn't even about men or women. It was about wine drinkers trying out beers mm-hmm. because sometimes they're afraid. And beer drinkers trying to figure out a wine. Which mm-hmm. they really aren't afraid to try out wine because they're already drinking the harder of the sorts, right? Um, so th-
1: that's why I drink bourbon. I get,
0: I get what they're doing. I but love bourbon now. That's, me too. I'm a actually. bourbon man now. Right?
2: That's Went a to a bourbon distillery just last weekend. It was yeah, amazing. But
0: when you go for a drink, like a real drink, you're like, oh, let me get some bourbon.
2: Oh, I always get that old fashioned. I get yeah. rye and I'm like. Pfft. Well, so give me a rye, send rye, that that's send okay. that all the way send those send, send, send rye and those fucking geese all the way back to Canada. <laughs> right. And he I ain't sorry about it, buddy.
0: Fucking geese. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, so anyway, tell us
0: about anyway, the beer rosé. So okay, so um Beer Rosé made by uh like I said Firestone Walker Brewing Company has one called Rosalie. This isn't their only one. They have another one which I'm not trying now. But <laughs> after trying this this one is called rosalie it's an all-natural beer rosé with um hibiscus and wine grapes the thing about them is they have this whole thing where they feel like uh they're making a one-of-a-kind beer rosé with bright fruit flavors and luscious acidity co-fermented with chardonnay and other wine grape varieties harvested just like a few miles from their brewery of- apparently they've got like a winery somewhere um and so yeah they added in some hibiscus flowers to like bring up the color and the result they think is this refreshing beer uh classic rose wine no it's not um it's
2: it, nothing classic about this. it's nothing it. classic about it, this it, it, it tastes like it, honestly it, it really just tastes like someone took a, a bud light and they poured and just it poured some
1: rose into rosé. In it if accidentally spilled into it. Right. Yeah. And what we were
0: saying before <laughs>
2: it's is pretty dry. I mean yeah. it's
1: it's pretty it, easy to drink. It's pretty dry, it's pretty easy to drink but smell
2: one, great. You, by the third one, you You're which, ridiculous. You'll just be like you white girl wasted. You, but it, yeah. I think it, it got <laughs> easy to drink the I more Actually even, can I have another one? I can't. Uh, yeah, so you're just, not
0: even gonna be white girl wasted. It's only five percent alcohol content. I'd rather drink the rose, at least I get seventeen percent.
2: 5% is the right percent. I don't right. know what you... Oh, 5% is the right percent.
0: Okay, bros, brosay. <laughs> anyway, what well, we were saying... You,
2: before, me and my bro Me and my
0: You enjoyed that. Uh, <laughs> what we were saying before is the scent is like... I'm professional, dude. Come on. Are you done?
2: You can't fuck with me. Are we done? Oh, <laughs> I'm first team undefeated. White girls, I'm beverages. You're a mess. I just got made fun of um I have a Aperol Spritz shirt for fucking July fourth. That's lovely. Oh very nice. Yeah.
3: You're
2: not. Film fans, what? Alex
1: is back. No,
0: no. I had something to say, I'll hold that. You did. <laughs> you did. I read it. The
2: message was received.
0: It was received. <laughs> yes. I'm glad it was received so yeah. I don't have to say
2: it. No, I'm wearing it to Fire Island with like a bunch of my buddies.
0: Yeah. All right. That's <laughs> not, I'm gay, but that's not homosexual at all. Yeah. But happy Pride, Alex. Thank,
2: yeah, happy Pride. Happy Pride, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your service. That's yes,
0: right. of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'm glad we could pave the way. <laughs> but what we were saying earlier is like yeah, the absolutely. scent... Is like um, pink champagne yes. or Bartles and James, yes. like like those old malt liquor, like fruit flavored shitty drinks that you yeah.
1: got for cheap. It was as a those kid. wine beverages that they were trying to sell. Like Even so
0: St. Ives had a fruity beer mm-hmm. yep. back in the day for a dollar. You can get ripped off of, yeah.
1: and you would get ripped. You would off get ripped. It was like because it was a malt liquor. It was and a malt liquor
0: plus like fruit juice. No, it was it. like some sort of fruit juice, yeah, and crazy. it would be like thirty-two ounces. And you could lose your mind just right. racing somebody drinking. <laughs> but anyway.
1: And the, I, it's, it's literally, a, 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 I guess it would be a competitor to uh, the Rita's that are on the market yeah, now. It is competitive to the Rita's,
0: but this is dry. This it's is dry. Rita's yeah. yeah. are a little sweeter. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to say, this is the white girl's Rita. Yeah. Because if you, if Rita's are really just. We're a, not drinking that. Rita's an ethnic thing. Yeah,
1: we're not drinking that.
0: Beyonce's thing. tour had a Rita gazebo. I love so it. So it's like, I yeah. and love every it. woman <laughs> who was on that line.
1: I know. That had to be hot. And they just introduced just the new say flavors, that. by the way. I'll oh, forget it. Who, do, who makes the Limeritas? Is it Budweiser? It's Budweiser. Budweiser. The Lima
0: Yeah, Limeritas. Mm. I'm
1: not mad at yeah.
0: this. It's not even Limeritas. It's the breeders now because They've they have got me so many
1: readers. flavors. They got me through a few summers in New York. <laughs> you few, know what I've
2: done with those, though? Summers. Because I didn't know any better, and I took them to a cookout once, and everyone was like...
0: So a black cookout?
2: <laughs> no, no, to a fucking white dude. a white cookout. Yeah, they
0: were like, "Who are you know dating?" The fuck that yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> they said, they
3: "This is she for, had a black this girlfriend. is for no, black." You know what I did why though? I
2: brought, <laughs> I brought, I brought. That's why I was fucking new, and I brought that immigrant mentality, you know? Yeah, and here
0: like, you go. <laughs> They were like, nah, my <laughs> "No, my dude." No, so I
2: brought regular because I knew they were sweet, but I kind of liked them on a sunny summer's day, right? Right. And so I got the Ritas and then I got just regular Budweisers, and I just cut. I cut the readers down with regular bud. Wow. Just to lighten it up. And it yeah. actually was a fucking good It wasn't move. bad. It no, stretched can, the I flavor. That. No, I, I guess that. so. It worked. It worked. But then I was like, why don't I just get a regular beer and then just put a little lime in it? But yeah. there was something about the lime or reader that it had me. It was
0: probably home. sugar.
2: Nah, but it was more than the sugar. It's the sugar
0: know. and it's uh, it's more liquor.
2: It's that GMO yeah, it's corn syrup. Yeah, it's some corn fucking syrup, fucking syrup shit me.
0: that's in it that's fucking with you. Anyway, so So. my thing is, if you are a white girl trying to chill out with a little (laughs) beer, go with this. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm definitely saying that because the black girls are going to do, and all the ethnic girls are going to do Rita's. Yeah, we're not drinking that. So bring this. When you want to like, just get fucked up with yeah. your with your buddies, I
2: feel like you you would have to be speaking like your job interview voice if you were drinking this. <laughs> yeah if you're you know, drinking
0: this, you sound like you'd Carlton. be judged. Yeah. So bring yeah. Ritas if you're black to your barbecue and bring this <laughs> to the Hamptons. Yeah. Uh, well, bring it to and Long or Beach or bring
2: Ritas to a white <laughs> cookout if you don't fucking know any better. You
0: know I mean? <laughs> anyway, that <laughs> was we are have some oh have oh, and the yeah,
1: one
2: yeah, thing
0: yeah. the one thing I forgot to mention is the reason why I chose this besides the gentrifying. Quality of it was the fact that it's from uh Peso Robles, f- uh, California.
2: I don't uh-huh. p- it's gonna be Peso pa- Paso, no El Paso Paso, Paso
0: Robles.
2: what did I say? Robles,
0: Paso Robles. It's Robles, yeah, it's Robles, no S. Because I just looked up the pronunciation.
2: Well, it would be only be S if it was some kind of a plural, all right. Paso well, Robles,
0: all right. You're you're European, your education mm. was better. Yo I can't. <laughs> Anyway. Está bien. Um, and you're marrying a Give it, my uh, Spanish uh, up, dude. Uh, uh, a Mexican. Give
1: man. my Spanish up. You better work on that. Yeah. Right? I, I am. Anyway. Yo soy. Yo soy. Sí, sí, sí.
2: <laughs> Permiso. <laughs> okay. Con permiso. We've, we've, we've con permiso. Whole, fuck you.
1: We've, we've spent a whole lot of time. Vaughn, con permiso. What fuck you. What are you having? Thank you. <laughs> Excuse us, Alex. We're going to continue with this. You want to speak into the mic? Yes, I'm in you the wanna mic. You want to do your job? So, uh, oh, trabajo. Okay. But yes. All right. Yeah <laughs> Bandejo. Step it back. All right.
2: Eres un pendejo. So.
1: Cuidado. <laughs> Well read
2: his hooking man. This totally, Rita's hooker read
1: me
0: in. We just went novella <laughs> on this whole let's episode. Go back. This
2: all is right. a Rosalie, this is a Rosarita, all right? Yeah,
0: it's a Rosalie <laughs> it is Rosalie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right.
0: All film right,
1: fans, I'm going to bring it back to the bourbon now for a minute Yeah, the drunk guy's going to straighten us out <laughs> I am not the drunk guy, first of all And I don't but know once. why I'm still trying to figure out why Because I'm drinking larceny today
0: But it's only 46%
1: But it's 92 proof Oh, I so, thought it was f- It's kind of lightweight oh, for you, bro. I missed the That's 92 proof. proof. Yeah, my bad. It's um
2: It's lightweight for you. You 125. Let me guy. try this cuz It's you, good. You 125 out the your barrel. You drink, your drink though. You're What I'm doing out the barrel. with
1: Larceny, it's from um It's called Larceny. Wow. 1870. It's a powerful They've got a whole name. mythology around this brand. Um from John Fitzgerald, it's the Kentucky bourbon Is the ones that I always like everybody knows. And um oh, I it's like this. it's good and and it's a blend of several different barrels in this small batch but they pick barrels from a certain age group Mm. so it's a little older in the barrel mix and not all the younger blends so that it's more uh it's it's tastier it's richer you get that charred feeling from the barrels and and it's just been aged long enough so you get a full bodied full texture flavor right. all the way through. And it's not just a beginning taste, but it, it runs all the way through the palate. And you have, it's like a little bit more butterscotchy as opposed to vanilla mm-hmm. and caramel that you would taste. There's a little butterscotch note to it. I'm going to but, try um, it it's separate. Good. I would definitely recommend, the website recommends you try it with like a mint julep. Really? Which is always good. But I, today, because it's summertime here in New York, I wanted to do oh, something a little lighter. yesterday. Yeah, just started here, <laughs> and um, I'm doing something a little lighter. I'm actually mixing it, thanks to my friend Alyssa, who I had this drink with last week. It's actually bourbon, cranberry juice, and a splash of lime or lemon, if you like that. It's very tasty, and it's it's, it's light for the summertime. If you want to drink bourbon and still be out with your summer friends, who always seem to think they can only drink tequila and vodka during the summer, That's there, or gin, there so that many, is an accurate statement. There are so many well, ways so you can drink bourbon man. during yeah. the summertime. So once again, I like I said, I'm having this with cranberry juice today and, and um, some lime. So just uh-huh. try it. And like I said, this is a small batch, but it's it's really tasty, and I'm I'm enjoying it so far. It's tasty. Mm-hmm.
0: I love how I've grown in yeah, two Tawana's years. Yeah, Tawana's really into this burger. thing. I just sipped this and didn't burn my chest. Yeah. I wasn't like
1: <laughs> right. No, I remember the first mm. time Tawana. I'm come a grown a long up way. Way. now, right? You're a You're grown a, woman. I'm a
0: grown woman. Now. <laughs> Let's go. All right. So industry news.
1: Yeah, let's talk
0: about it. All right. Do it. In Okay, so um, seeing as how we're doing uh, the Dead Don't Die, uh, Jim Jarmusch rec- retrospective happening mm-hmm. here in New York. Oh, that's cool. At the Metrograph. It's been happening for about a month, I think, now. Like and Ghost that,
2: Dog. Um, Yes, and, they've um, been playing all of the them. What's the black and white one with Don Ghost Depp in Dog. the West? So no, it's a Western.
0: Uh, oh. You know the one? You put me on the spot. You put me on the spot.
2: Um, I did. So
0: they've been playing Ghost Dog. They've been playing um, Broken Flowers. Mm. Only the lovers, mm. only mm. lovers left alive, which is like his vampire one. Yeah, I like that one. Um, Stranger oh. than paradise. A lot of people I like love that. that, that. One too. Um, I'm trying to think of the other one. What's the cigarette one? This uh, one. Uh, cigarettes and coffee, right? Yeah. Limits yeah, of coffee and cigarettes limits of control. Too. Yeah, coffee and cigarettes. Yeah, coffee like and cigarettes. Limits of control. Coffee and cigarettes. Ghost Dog. Uh, You're in a house. Dead Man, they played. Dead Man, that's the one. Um, yeah, that's the one you were talking about. Yeah. I was trying to remember. Um, and,
2: uh, They're pretty but, out
0: there. The, I think they did uh, a little like the Tom Waits video he did. Hmm. They think they did that too.
1: Wasn't Tom Waits the old man in the- He was in he the was film. The, he was the homeless he man? He also
0: did the the the-, the the song the theme song of the film he also did that so anyway so if you're a big fan of jim jarmusch and you're in new york city until the 27th it's still going right so it's been going since i think the end of last month so it's been there for a while showing all of his films damn near. so check it out you still got you still got some time um also what i wanted to mention was a couple sequels Mm -hmm. um if you're a big fan of the shining like i am boom the sequel with Euron McGregor is coming out. It's called Dr. Sleep. Boom. Um, King did write a sequel book, and uh, that's all coming out. If you can find a trailer on YouTube, that's the Red Band trailer. It's really cool. Looks pretty what does it scary. What's the Red Band trailer? Uh, I think it's like the full trailer on, on um, unregulated. Because sometimes mm. it's cut. Right, 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 right. This is like the full trailer. Like if whatever they're going to put in it, they put in it. Boom. So um, so they have that. And That's then, cool. so I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. Didn't remember when it's coming out. But you can find the trailer online. Check it out. It's yeah. really cool. And the third, but not least, for all you sci-fi Keanu fans, <laughs> he has officially put his name to the <laughs> sequel Dude. to the Warchowski Sisters, oh, they're both women now. Both, they wow. both trans. They're both right, trans women now. Damn. Um, one is more attractive than the other. I'm sorry. Right. It's not
1: about <laughs> being attractive. Yeah, I, I'm just
0: saying, live your best life.
1: Okay, let them live.
0: Hey, I'm not judging. <laughs> this is the reason why I preface this by saying the sisters. Just one, one training. made it work
2: a little more than the others. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's okay. Um. Anyway, the Wachowski sisters have officially signed up for Matrix Four. Oh God. <sighs> And so it's if you were me. a Matrix fan, I guess Ron wasn't. Ugh. If you were a Matrix fan, um, it's coming.
1: I oh was my a fan. God. And I
2: it, want them to make supporting Animatrix, you know, like right. all the supporting
1: lore that they developed. I was a fan of the one and two, then they just went. Three, three got a little while. Three yeah. was
0: a lot. But I mean I'm assuming he's alive. He just lost his eyesight.
2: Oh Morpheus got, is got, alive. Got, like, she died.
0: Trinity died.
2: Yeah, she did. She yeah, he sh- got, He got like, welcomed into the... Yeah, into He the- gave himself up.
1: <laughs> Yo, had a little too much rosé tomorrow?
3: No, he... Um, yeah.
2: Yeah, because he got kind of, like, <laughs> in exchange for allowing humans to live, right? Right, he, like, right. Sacrificed himself. He
0: sacrificed himself, and they had that giant EMP, or whatever it was, That's right. to stop all those... Sentinels Sentinels. from getting into Zion. Mm -hmm. And that's how Comorpheus survived because he was still there in Um, Zion. I'm bored already. the whole thing. Anyway, if you're a fan, also Google that because there's a lot of information on it because the director of um, John Wick 3... Confirmed all this information from Keanu. He needed Keanu. to kill
1: himself too. Mm-hmm.
0: But all right. that's another story. And what do you got, Vaughn? Shout out
1: to Keanu. Vaughn, <laughs> and and I'm going to speak to why I feel the same way. I've, the way I feel the way I do about all these different franchise films and all the reboots and the sequels and so on and so forth. What's happening right now is a lot of these major movies are underperforming, and they had all these great expectations for. Oh, I read that article for um, like uh, Hellboy. Uh, the Men in Black sequel. Um, of course, everybody knows about the disaster of um, the X Men film that just was. We just talked about Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix uh, last time. And so, what's happening is it seems like people are one. They're tired of all of the reboots and the franchises and all the sequels. They need a. They're coming so quickly that they're not getting a chance to. Absorb them and take them in, and they have a waiting period before the next one. Absolutely. And it's just like, so people are just so tired of seeing them. And then what's happening is also they know that, well, I'll just wait till it comes on Netflix or Amazon because it's going to come, and I don't have to spend another 20 bucks to see a movie. So it's just like people are just underwhelmed. And then you had movies like the Shaft sequel that happened. Yep, and, I saw and, that. And nobody knows. One, nobody knew where it came from. They felt like it was just bad timing. It was campy then, as fuck. And yeah. then it was campy. And then it, it purposely, one, nobody
0: purposely campy. Yeah,
1: of course. But nobody knew where it came from. The title was off. Like people just didn't yeah, understand it was, it was the weird. purpose of it. And so, it, and it's it's so many different films that aren't really working the way they thought they would. Even the um. The, the new Lego film is not really performing well. Lego. And so it's just like, well, what happened? Because they expected so much to come out of these films, but it happens at the same time when all the films are trying to come out at the same time. Okay. And, and that's that's really the problem because they're trying to beat the summer rush. But you can't throw in-game up against some other smaller film and, and think that you're going to get the same kind of numbers. No, and even, you can't. And even that was – not as well received as people thought it would even though they made like a billion dollars right. people were still disappointed in the movie which is really unusual it <laughs> people were really disappointed disagree. in the movie disagree and then people were talking about and and I heard you guys review of that movie by the way really <laughs> kind of funny um you know, just just things like that, because there's some movies that people are waiting to see and want to see, and then there are others like, well, why are we seeing this again? So I think that Hollywood needs to really address the fact that they're so busy trying to fill the formula and and just make more money off of something that they've already created they're instead not of trying to
2: franchise. The, the the the,
1: the, the, there's nothing original anymore, and I think what we're thriving for and reaching out for, which is what's good about. This episode yeah. is that we're getting some new <laughs> work. independent mm-hmm. views
0: of what these films could be. So, speaking, you
1: know, speaking of your
2: franchises, I can s- slide in on that. I mean, the new. Um, uh, fuck, why am I. Indiana Jones just got yes. greenlit. Oh. Yeah. And Harrison Ford is going to be. He, I don't think he's the lead. He's not the lead, but he will be himself. <laughs> wow. in a he, he, like, he'll be he'll be playing Indiana Jones. Yeah,
1: well, you know, and you know, because
2: he, the, the film he did with Shia LaBeouf, the last, I fucking tanked.
1: Yeah, yeah, it did, and and you know the thing is, it he's tanked. already said accurate. he doesn't want any of the Chris's in it, so he doesn't want Chris Pine in it. Uh,
0: he said that. Yes,
1: he did. He said he'd but rather Shia die. was okay. No, but Pine, he doesn't Hemsworth want them. He doesn't or, want them to be Indiana Jones.
0: Yeah. Oh, he doesn't want them to be Indiana. He doesn't want Pratt
2: would definitely to be, be Indiana, Indiana Jones. I was say from
1: Jurassic Park. Yeah, from he, Jurassic he Park. He just doesn't feel absolutely. like they have the chops to play the role he played. And so I, I think oh, it's come interesting. Come on. I
0: mean, Pratt does, but it's not historian. And and, and I, I, quite honestly, I'm tired of trying to suspend my belief system in order to. Put these people in places that they never existed in. They should exist in the places that they exist in. Right. You know.
1: So I think all of these things are something to be said. And you know, it's interesting because what happens now because industry news is just Hollywood industry news is just like CNN and all these other things that we're 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 ingesting all day. If if somebody has some bad reports about the shoot or the set or reshoots or problems on the set, it turns out to affect the income or the bottom line of a film now of course sounds like and it. that's happened with a lot of these films because like take for example with x-men you know dark phoenix there were a lot of reshoots, there were a lot of retakes there were a lot of problems on the set I and well. so that that ended up affecting it because people decided that oh this just isn't going to be good you know what uh, i mean and so you because the they're they're taking all this in and, and just processing it as oh this is going to be a problem but that's mm-hmm. not necessarily the case and in fact the fans have actually liked this movie like people that go to see the it movie right. actually like the movie better yeah. than what the critics had said and this was, is what I this was the point of my comments in the last episode there was really nothing wrong with this movie nah, it, it just wrong it's wrong time and it just felt rushed and yeah, it didn't have some its parts. own space and for this to be the last of the first class X-Men you know, they expected it to perform better. And it's already starting to leave theaters. But
0: nobody cared. That was yeah. the problem.
1: Yeah, but it was still point.
0: better than that piece of steaming pile of shit, The Avengers.
1: Right. And people and have games. even said that it was actually better than Apocalypse. <laughs> Remember Apocalypse? Yeah. X-Men Apocalypse. So I don't know if
0: it was better than Apocalypse. I,
1: it, it, was actually, it was actually better. But, but nevertheless... <laughs> You know, you have all these things to take into consideration. So when you're looking at films and you're deciding to go to see a movie, you know, do a little bit of research, but don't always take every review to be a fact. Because once again, just like our show, it's all based on our opinions or or the writer's opinions or the critics' opinions or or this thing that everybody has to have a good Rotten Tomatoes review. Well, take
0: into account people whose opinions you respect. Right. But don't take verbatim. Mm -hmm. You respect our opinion... Then you listen to us and you go see a film. You respect someone else's, even a good friend of yours that goes to movies a lot and you always think they have a good sense of, right. of, of film, then you take their opinion and then you decide for yourself.
1: Because I out. I have friends who who if if I say a movie's good they'll take a chance on it versus not going not knowing anything about it and I'm like well you know I don't I don't like everything that everybody else no, likes I usually, know who you're
3: asking but ask.
1: I there are sometimes when I say I know when Tawana's gonna give me real talk about a movie oh, yeah. or or Alex because he's he's a good connoisseur of film too even though he's scared of the horror movies you know <laughs> he's he's still a connoisseur so God, I called you out I, I expect. <laughs> You know, to get good <laughs> intel from them.
2: Fun knows what he is. Uh, anyway,
0: <laughs> Yes,
1: you're a good friend, my
2: friend.
0: I assume you have no industry news.
2: No, just, I was actually just going to talk about the Indiana Jones. Yeah, that right, okay. Do yeah. you
1: think? Well, it's, like I said, I think that's going to be interesting. And it's funny that Harrison Ford has such an opinion about it. Because sure. I guess it feels he feels like it's his baby because he created that whole thing.
0: Yeah, and he's aging.
1: I mean, he's so seeing. He
0: feels like, you know, he doesn't want his lineage destroyed.
2: He's having quite a lot of input on it because, I mean, you see, like, you know, he's trying to protect his franchises. Yeah, his, you know? it's yeah. his legacy. He's, he's his got legacy, a few so, of them. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought Blade Runner was fucking sweet. Yeah, yeah did he too. did a good job in that. He did a good job. He replies, reprised his character in, like, an accurate way that I,
1: I think they should have. In
0: an accurate way yeah. according to his age, mm-hmm. which I like.
1: Yeah. And then we we had a great time in that movie. <laughs>
0: Oh
3: my God, so
2: much of the time. Oh you, my God, we we were unable to leave that theater under our own steam. It was so great. They were cleaning up popcorn around us.
1: But anyway, Certain I digress. I mean, <laughs> yeah.
0: if you want to talk about aging, you could also say that the Rambo sequel is coming out. Oh my out. God, I'm so and afraid. the off, Terminator
1: sequel I is coming out as well. Because when I saw...
0: And guess what? She's coming back... Um, Ter- I never saw. I never saw, the,
2: I never saw the Terminator with uh, fucking Daenerys. Daenerys. That was the latest one. Oh, that was the last one. Oh, that, yeah, that yeah. was
0: the very last one. That was okay, but the third I mean, one yeah. with Claire Danes was ridiculous. Um, yeah. but this one seems okay because it does have uh. God help me with her name. Sarah Connor.
1: Hamilton. Thank you, Linda. Yeah, Hamilton Linda is Hamilton. coming. She's gonna be
0: in this one. Yeah. As is Arnold Schwarzenegger, and they've of course got all new Terminators. But
1: I saw her face and I was like. She's aged. Oh my God. You're She's dead. an old white lady. What you are you gonna not do? that. She is not that freaking old. Well,
0: they don't age well
1: apparently she sat in the sun I'm sorry a
0: I am not being a bigot or a racist for any reason we all know that if you spend too much time in the sun and yeah. you are of a Caucasian persuasion you won't Mm-mm. make it well it into work. your she 40s she looked like she drank she a whole
1: bunch of cigarettes and <laughs> drank cigarettes She's drank booze and smoked a whole bunch of cigarettes <laughs> she yeah. drank booze she and smoked cigarettes she looked horrible I yeah. was like she
2: drank cigarettes and smoked the booze yeah, she, she did it all
0: <laughs> she did it all and I'm not a, and I'm not and I'm not surprised I'm because also it. Rambo, he is, but he is, but I will say for the two of them, they are intelligently playing their age groups mm. because he's like, oh, I've seen so many people die, and of course he has his bow and arrow, and I don't know what. I think he's in Mexico somewhere. Somebody died. Oh,
2: he's totally fighting cartels. Right, outside.
0: someone died. He's coming for revenge.
1: It's tough.
0: It's I mean, tough. he's not fighting anybody. Tooth to and okay, nail. Okay,
1: let me help you though. But, Linda what? Hamilton is sixty-two years old.
0: She still looks like she's seventy-five.
1: Exactly.
0: I'm just saying.
1: You know, and uh,
0: I my grandma was eighty fucking five when she died, and she looked fantastic.
1: Okay. I'm just We're, saying. We'll, we'll move on. Things
0: happen. Y'all know what y'all got. All got right. We know what we got. Anyway, we can Alex. us talk
1: about the movies.
2: Let's go Let's,
0: go let's to talk the about
1: these let's go go to the movies. movies.
2: Let's,
0: let's re- stretch this a little bit.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The we, dead we, we don't made, die. We did a whole episode on the booze <laughs> on and, and the industry news. news. <laughs> booze and news, dude. All
0: right, so we'll, we'll keep it good. We'll the dead
1: cut. don't die.
0: So the dead don't die. Uh, directed by, of course, Jim Jarmusch. Written by Jim Jarmusch. Uh, starring... A whole host. I'll just give you a handful. Bill Murray, Adam Driver, Tom Waits, um, Chloe, Chloe Sevigny. Sevigny, uh Steve Buscemi, Danny Glover, um, Caleb Laundry Jones, and of course Reza, and Rosie Perez, and so on and so forth. Uh, and okay. Selena Gomez. Selena Let's Gomez. Let's not forget about her. Who also had this uber heterosexual thing going on. They even put it on her shirt. Yeah, it was crazy.
1: I don't know what you
0: mean, but yeah, okay. um, and she was totally dressed like uh, the white girl in a horror movie with high waisted shorts, mm-hmm. butt, bo- booty cheeks hanging out, and she had a shirt that had, um, the two, ha- yeah, the two that. symbols on her shirt, male, female, male, shirt. female, mm-hmm. yeah, saying that Uber heterosexual. Anyway,
1: but is that Uber heterosexual? Or is that's it just that's what, what it, is? it was.
0: I think that's what he was trying to imply. And it was her in the room with two straight men, and it was a thing.
1: Her black boyfriend and, huh. and the white friend who looked like a rocker. The
0: white man was her boyfriend.
1: No, it was the other way around.
0: Are you sure? The, the black, black guy, guy was, was in the boyfriend. back seat. No, nah. he was
1: in the front seat the entire time with her. Was The black he? guy was in the, the white guy I thought was the black guy seat. was like nope, the funny friend. Nope, he all wasn't right, funny whatever. at all. He was a boyfriend, and when they okay. were sitting in the room, he was on the bed with her.
0: Okay, whichever. Um, okay so the synopsis the peaceful town of Centerville finds itself battling a zombie horde as the dead start rising from their graves you wanna go first? no you start alright I will start um so okay what did I think of this? it had okay for one I'll start off like this definitely Jim Jarmer's the T um, Oddly controlled behavior <laughs> That you find in all Jim Jarmusch films Very slow in a sense um, Yeah really explain to movie. the audience
1: what you mean by that Right they might not If you ever
0: seen films. a Jim Jarmusch film You will be At odds with what A typical film would be The pace is usually slower The the comedy is pretty dry, Um, the reactions to things are very low low key. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, His films are very off the beaten path, Um, and in terms of something like this, where it's zombie esque. I mean, the other films in comparison are sort of, mm, I guess, a zombie vampire-esque but but i mean if you want to keep it plays with
1: genres right if you want
0: to keep into the comparison of like films that are off the beaten path think of like films we reviewed like episode 26 we reviewed cargo which was like a zombie flick disaster film off the beaten path a different spin on it um the girl with all the gifts in episode four uh little little kids turned into like flesh eating. They weren't zombies. They were sort of like vampires. Um, vampires, yes. Um, but they had the ability to like turn people zombie-esque. It was something. They bit them and people turned and yeah. it was a thing. Anyway, um, check those out definitely if you want to know what it is to take a spin off of something that's more traditional. This is what Jim Jarmus did in this. He took the usual George Romero, uh, Night of Who the Walking Dead. Who is the godfather
1: dead. of the zombie he, He's film. not the godfather. He's, he's the, the godfather. god. He
0: created this genre.
1: Okay,
0: He created the he genre. Did. And his series of films afterwards have been redone and respun in so many different ways. 28 days later, 28 yes. weeks later, um, they redid, um, what was the one in the mall? Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Um, the Walking Dead. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead. Think of all these films that sort of have these sort of and like. TV shows, yeah. Yeah, TV shows that have these sort of return from the dead um, themes. And they all spawn from this man. I like the film for the most part. But actually, I'm, I'm torn. Parts of it I really liked. And parts of it I thought were boring. Would I see it again? Absolutely not. But then I'm a fan of his. I like that, Ghost Dog. That kind of describes a lot of Jim
2: Jamish films. Though.
0: Yeah, it does, right? So I like Ghost Dog with Forrest Whitaker. and plays a, a serial killer. Limits of Control with um, Tilda Swinton. Another, I mean, I see serial killer, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, assassin, yeah. hired hitman. Um, Limits of Control is also a hitman. Um, he does a zombie f- flick with... Um, only two left alive yeah with uh with um uh tilda swinton as well she's also in this as well i'm sorry she's
1: she's almost like his muse she's also like
0: his muse because Mm -hmm. she is a very controlled she can play very controlled very well in her film she has a way about her she's a unique woman um uh, some say she's 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 Asexual, no gender at all. Yeah. Um, in a lot of her films.
1: I just find her hideously unattractive, but but and I think that's the point. I
0: think she's not pretty nor is she handsome. It's, it's hard
1: for me to look at her face. <laughs> I have a hard time with her films. I like her though, because I like, I, though, like, I, like I know
0: when I see her I'm gonna get an experience that I'm either gonna really, really enjoy or really, really be disappointed in.
1: Yeah, or really But
0: she really goes for concerned. it at every turn. Mm-hmm. And De- definitely I don't know what she's like in real
1: life because I, I don't even want to know I never <laughs> want to know her I will she's f- one of those people I <laughs> don't want to ever know but it's just like okay
0: it was interesting for the yeah. most part I will say this there is a theme song got on that that plays nerves. throughout it gets on your nerves it does i that think plays, they did that on called purpose the dead too. I think they did that called the dead do not die mm-hmm. um Performed by Tom Waits, yeah, um, and plays throughout the film. It also acts as the consciousness of the film. Yeah, it does. Um, I mean, there were some really funny elements. The I mean, jizzes in it. Rizza, is it jizza or rizza? Rizza. My bad. It was rizza. Why did I write jizza? <laughs> yes, GZA? it's rizza. My notes are. I
1: fucked don't up. know what you're thinking about. Yeah, I'm sorry. RZA, it is RZA. my not jizza.
0: No, 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 no. There's rizza and there's jizza.
1: There's two, dude. I, there's two. I don't know a Jizza, but I know a Rizza. Then you don't know Wu Tang. There's Jizza and there's Rizza. I only know Rizza. I don't mess with him because you know oh, my Wu Tang. You don't, my, you don't my know Liquid My Wu Tang reference is ODB. Okay, but that's Metro what I'm man.
0: saying. You you don't know liquid swords, JZA. Tommy ain't my motherfucking boy. I don't when care you about fake those. moves on a nigga you employ. I mean Mm-mm. it doesn't matter that you no. don't care, this man exists. No, I don't care. Okay, but
1: don't care. Okay. It's
0: I understand. But this is limited. And you know you. what I
1: liked about him <laughs> in it? You know, because he his role was small. Yeah. But he had some his he, lines were perfect. That's what I was perfect. about to say.
0: His lines were perfect. And he
1: just he has a way, because he has a almost a, like a wisdom when he comes on a scene.
0: Because he acts like an old, like, like Asian. he's OG all day. He acts like, like an old black Asian yes. like like, like a samurai. warlord, samurai. Yeah,
1: because he walks into every <laughs> scene like that. And I almost wanted him That's his
0: character. I was yeah.
1: waiting on the like theme the music and- to play, like like a Asian kind of right. shogun warrior song to play in the he's, background.
0: He's always like a master. I mean, it was funny because. Uh, do I spoil this about the truck?
1: No, just let there, him.
0: Let I him mean, see. he okay. So he plays a UPS driver, and you will see what they've done to the truck. <laughs> I thought the truck was really interesting. That was a lot of fun. The posy. I
1: laughed out loud.
0: Right, the po- posy. Juarez was yeah. cute too. It was really
1: Rosie because yes, Rosie Perez. Rosie is in the Perez is
0: a lot of like uh, little pieces in it, Um and then they played cool throughout the film for this, and then it just is unlike any zombie film. You've ever seen they have this whole thing with polar fracking, which is an explanation as to why things may have happened as they are.
1: And, you know, that's the other twist, too, because normally in in zombie films, you don't really know what the reason is. You always it always starts with something happened somewhere and now it's affecting us here but yeah. you don't know if that's the reason why these things are happening yeah. like they gave us a little bit more of an explanation this yeah. time whereas okay now all of a sudden something is happening with the with the with the polar levels of the earth and the earth is almost like off its axis and spinning in, in, a, yeah, in yeah. a different direction so yeah. it's daylight longer and it's weird it, and whole people thing. are trying to process that and it's just but for me right the movie was way too slow. I saw it. I saw it at ten o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Can can we get this moving? Can I know it's coming?" And there were nice little hints to what was coming, but mm-hmm. it just took them a long time to get there. And there was a lot of little nothing scenes that did not matter. Like watching, and as as a filmmaker, I get what they were trying to do. Like remember when. Um, when Bill Murray and, and Adam Driver were riding in the car, yeah. they literally showed you every place where something was gonna happen. Yeah. Before you know, it. you know, before it happened. It's a good little foreshadowing, but we yeah. saw it, but we actually saw, we saw it twice. Lots of
3: foreshadowing.
1: We saw it twice because they, they drove by everywhere.
0: Right. And a then few they would times. say, I wonder if they're okay in there. Yeah. <laughs> and just in that nuts. tone. It was driving. I, I mean me they nuts. everything was at a very oddly controlled pace. They're driving their speech. <sighs> their their conversations they're walking and then the only people that were like um emotional i guess was uh chloe Seveny, and yes. i kept saying should i take offense to this like he kept saying like is he the only person that's out of control is the is woman the woman, that, is the woman has the, the emotion yeah, i was like the woman is the, the only problem. one with emotions is yeah. that kind of fucked up
1: yeah, you saying women problem. just
0: got emotions and no one else can be and, controlled. And knowing the kind of
1: actress that she is, yeah. she really wouldn't be that person.
0: She wouldn't be that person. And she was overtly emotional.
1: Right. And so it kind of <laughs> surprised me with yeah. it because in, in the kids in the film actually had all of the emotion and rea- were reacting to what was going on around them
0: they were the only ones that seemed normalized
1: right they were the very normal ones and And it was just like the rest of them were just like going through some weirdness and i was like well what is happening here he
0: opened up a lot of things the stuff with tilda swinton stuff with the kids um he opened up some foreshadowing um that he never resolved
1: yeah there was a lot of unresolved there were a lot of
0: unresolved like moments and like Situations. I think that, that was
1: the problem. That the was film. the problem.
0: And then he went off. When I tell you off key, like totally off off screen with um, Tilda Swinton's character, yeah. you don't even know where the fuck that came from. Yeah. And then that doesn't resolve anything. You assume. Oh maybe that has something to do with what's happening. Yes. But no, that has nothing to yeah, do with what's happening. Yeah, you get happening. no
1: clarity and even her introduction into it yeah, like she was such just, an oddity in this small town. I
0: mean, she's always an oddity, but
1: But it just made no sense and they it made they no didn't they did nothing to try to connect her But it with made the no sense town.
0: until it made sense, but it was yeah. separate from the film.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Also, the thing is is that I I feel like they never like when you would kill a zombie, this sort of green smoke came out.
1: Yeah,
3: it
0: was That weird. was never resolved.
1: It's like a black it, it was it turned into like dust. a black. Ash it was like or it was
0: like an ash. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are they vampires or, or zombies?
1: Like there was no and blood. The, was the no moon,
0: moon yeah, there was no blood. The moon was fucking green. And I'm like, okay, at some point they're gonna tell us what, what this all means.
1: But yeah, there was like this things. ring around the they moon. They never did. But we never addressed that. And then they it, never and, addressed but it. the camera, we kept looking at it and um and you know the, the the whole talk about homelessness and 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 Bob who was living out in the woods, man. That that was interesting, and and there was times when I expected them to do more because he seemed to have all of the knowledge. Well, of in the course,
0: film. when you're invisible and you live apart from society, right? You see society at a distance, yes. almost like a film. Yeah. And so you can see more of what is happening, and so that's what I think happened with Tom Waits' character, Bob. Yeah. Um, it was it
1: was. He was it funny. was an interesting film, but I think, like I said, he he was the most interesting out of all of it.
0: He was the most interesting. But um. so let's rate this. I'm going to give it a three. <laughs> I, I mean, that's the best I could do. Three, three and a half tops. I'm on,
1: giving it a two and a half. On a
0: good beer rosé day.
1: <laughs> I'm giving it a two and a half because they had too much talent in a film. And they didn't do enough with it. He left. I think he left they
0: purposely the, left it. He left like the that. story
1: lagging. He didn't. He didn't really. He tried to pay tribute to the genre of the zombie film, and in Romero, which he tried to do, and he it was overtly trying to do. I didn't like all the fourth wall breaking and all of that, right. and talking about the script and the director and all that stuff. That drove me absolutely crazy. We do not need to hear that. You you took me out of the story right. when you start talking about the script and the director, right. in the film
0: yeah they broke the 4-4 I don't like that well speaking of um, being left behind and left at odds let's move on yes to uh, Last Black Man in San Francisco oh yeah Uh, directed by Joe Talbot starring a few unknowns and one very popular guy Jimmy Fails uh, Jonathan Majors Danny Glover once again yes shout Uh, out to Danny Right. Tashina Arnold made a nice little cameo uh, Mike Epps, Rob Morgan, Finn Whitlock. Yes, my boy from, Finn from um, American, American Horror, Horror, Story. Horror Story fame, um, and onward and onward. Um, this film, Last Man in Last Black Man in San Francisco, is about a young man who searches for home in the ever-changing city that seems to have left him behind. Hmm. Um, I have so much to say.
1: I know you do. Well, you know what's you interesting about this? Um, <laughs> this movie, like um, the, dead, the, dead the Dead Don't Die, was a hit at uh, Sundance, right? Yes. And the difference between how The Dead doesn't Don't Die was because they got mediocre reviews at Sundance because people thought this was going to be the greatest thing ever. And then all of a sudden Because it's Jarmish. And then all of a sudden it, it just drops off. But
0: well, people forget these people are real people. They can't sustain this genius forever. They fall for their own bullshit and sometimes they wanna do what they wanna do.
1: Right. It's so, not always gonna be great. So what happens with with what the difference between these two films, right. whereas Jarmish film was like, Oh, okay, that's kinda cool, but then they expected you to be the Tarantino kind of cool and it didn't turn into that. Well, it I mean, was even it Tarantino was, fails. Right, but it, it was cool, but it just wasn't that
0: right.
1: last black man in San Francisco, however, beautiful got all the raves because when it was hit,
0: beautifully shotly sh- hit some the
1: beautifully shot.
0: Amazingly shot.
1: Totally different kind of take. And I was talking to one of my co workers uh, about it. Adam Newport Barra. Just it was the cinematography was just absolutely he beautiful. Did a
0: couple episodes of Euphoria, which I saw, by the way. Nice. That first pilot, nice. really good. If the, you... one on <clears throat>
1: the one on HBO. The one on HBO
0: with um, Zendaya. Check mm-hmm. it out.
1: Beautifully shot film. I think it's an interesting take. And what I was telling one of my my <laughs> colleagues at uh at the at work was that what I loved about it was it's an interesting take on Black life in America. <clears throat> yep. And we Another we new hardly we we hardly. Ever exactly. see? We hardly ever see this kind of story told yes. about the black community in, in the West Coast.
0: Black men,
1: right? And it, it was just something so powerful about it. There was there was an interesting dynamic between the two friends. Yes, Mont and and um. Jimmy and I just on, I just I really lo- I love that and I love the connection between Mont and his grandfather which was played by uh, Danny, Danny Glover, Glover. there A was blind just so, Danny Glover. there was just so many moments of beautiful connection of, of friends and family Genuine. and even the the boys on the corner yeah I right? was there was, you about there that was something too. very interesting about that because yeah. you know they were adversarial, but yet they were looking out for their boys. Right, And I, I, I think that that speaks to community and, and everybody knows ask. if you know anything about people living in a community, you do have a situation where they might not be your friends, but they know you're part of the family, they know right. you're part of the community and they will look out for you in a way that nobody else will. And I, I, I appreciated yeah. that and we never really see, we don't see this because kind of dynamic with was black so men so
0: genuine because we both started in the same place, which is um, AMC's Lincoln Center, Mm -hmm. which is in an affluent community, um, primarily a Jewish, Caucasian neighborhood. In New York. In Mm -hmm. New York City. Um, And so the word nigga was thrown around a lot in this film. Mm -hmm. And so I could watch the uncomfortability in the audience. And I could also watch the people of color embrace it. And so, There were lots of parts of this film that were funny moments that we laughed out loud about, like we didn't get out because we equated with that. We resonated with it. Right. And so even the relationship, which I wanted to ask you um, to explain a little bit more of the group of guys and how they related to each other as men, um, how they would act with each other, how they would um, challenge each other jokingly, Yeah. Um, um, berate each other. You know, I, I mean, I'm a black woman. Spent my life around all my brothers of like four. Right. And so I understand what it's like to, and I have a lot of male cousins. I understand what it's like to watch men interact.
1: Yeah, But this seemed genuine. Well, there was this thing about the snapping on each other. And yeah, that's what we would call it, you know, back in the day where, you know, they're your, they're your boys, they're your, they're your crew that you got yeah. with. And there was, there was always these jokes and, and, you know, we were coming at each other all the time. It was right. a competition to see who had the best. Basically, they're one-liners. Right, right, right. That really was That's just, pretty
0: much what they was doing. You know,
1: we were calling them snapping. But it was just basically one-liners. We're talking about you. We're talking about your family. We're talking right. about your mama. Right. We're talking about all these things. Yeah, because they were
0: like, oh, why you didn't jump that guy? You know, right. why you didn't say something right. to that guy? It's you always punk pushing ass nigga, it. you. Right. a punk-ass nigga. you a punk-ass... Right. And it seemed... It seemed visceral, a little violent, almost aggressive, but I was comfortable because I've
1: seen it before. It's aggressive because a lot of people. Um, I, well, I can only speak to black people,
0: right? And I'm but referring to black people in the is film.
1: It's not aggressive to me because I'm used to that kind of behavior, and so exactly it doesn't it doesn't mean any it doesn't mean any harm, it, right? Because at the end of the day these are the same people because they know you right. they know you they trust you they right. they know you trust them right. so that they can say certain things and to you and this is the way they could relate to them right one another. because it's it's a relationship but it's not something where you'd feel uncomfortable like it's right. it's not too sensitive right in but a also way
0: these are men that had been through something because right. they were from a group home right and so they all sort of gathered in this one place together outside of monty's home for some right. reason it was just or in that neighborhood in up the, the block yeah i mean mm-hmm. the, i assume the group home was on that block somewhere yeah or and, close or for close because sure. they were definitely always on that block
1: and it's interesting because it seemed like um Monty was a special kind of person. I feel like he had some I kind of. I feel
0: like he was autistic. I feel like he was
1: autistic he was in on some a way because he was an artist for sure. He wasn't but he an had artist. a way. But he had a way of seeing people for who they really yeah, were. Yeah, I mean, he did. And he would he would create stories and art around that. Yeah, and he, the thing about him please. and and Jimmy. Because Jimmy was also a visionary from a different perspective mm-hmm. that they would automatically connect. But I could actually see back in the day that Jimmy would be on those cor- on those corners with those dudes, too.
0: Right. Well, this this film is made from a short film that Joe Talbot made based off his friend Jimmy Fails, which right. is a real person. Yeah. Um, and so this film is basically kind of an autobiography of sorts of Jimmy's mm-hmm. and how he felt. And desolate and despondent in his city that he grew up in, which leads me to what I wanted to say about the film is that I think the story sort of takes a glimpse into Jimmy Fale's world as we all are sort of asserting our right to sort of stay put in a certain place, we Mm -hmm. all feel gentrification, right? In this endless age of gentrification. So many of us are sort of redefining what home looks like for us. And so I think that um, the folks are feeling it Hard in in in, like I said the major cities of the nation you Mm -hmm. know like look at what happened in New Orleans with Katrina right and um, New York is being gentrified like crazy we losing a lot of what our character used to be Um, there used to be little neighborhoods little towns um, within our boroughs and that's changing you know
1: definitely when you can kayak community within within right when you can
0: kayak in the Gowanus things have changed in your neighborhood. I mean that was all car parts and bodies <laughs> for a while in in the Gowanus. Wow. So I mean, I mean, it's a real it's a real thing. And so I think that um, you know we can all sympathize here as as New York natives with this story in San Fran. And so uh, for me, it was a bit of a meditation on what we truly own in this life. You know, it's it's basically about. Finding a place of belonging where everything um, that was, you know, may be again, but you have to kind of manipulate it to be. Right. And so, you know, everyone is basically looking for a home, looking for a place to belong in the film and in real life. So it, it, it they touch on it with like the homelessness of San Francisco, yeah, for sure. um, like the nude man chasing yeah. them when they were on the board, like stripping... Running down the street, um, the new man at the bus stop. It's a lot of nudity in San Francisco. I don't know if it's because it's warm, but
1: yeah, I, <laughs> there, was, I,
0: there was a lot of nudity. I have
1: no. Well, you know what was interesting to <laughs> like, me?
0: Hold on one second. Like the singer was another yes. guy. The preacher who stood yes. on that box every day, he was another guy. So it all touches like on these ideas of sort of family, friendship, belonging, and this total displacement and abandonment. In this sort of like way that they had, like a strong but gentle touch to the film.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting to me about it was that I think that everybody, there is a certain commitment that we have to our communities that mm-hmm. we grew up in. And we have an, an appreciation for them and a love for them. And it's almost a romanticizing of what they were. Well, yeah. And, and, and- and I know for me, growing up in the South and I grew up in a small town, right. there's a certain understanding that I have about Sally, South Carolina. Right. And, and I see it in a certain way in my mind. Exactly. But I see it from the perspective of being a child. Right. I don't see it in the way that it is now. Right. And when I go back home, I still look for the things that I used to love about it
0: Exactly. as a kid.
1: It's and exactly I want my friends to be there. I want all the, the situations to be there. Right. And, and I, the family and, and how we were right. as I was a kid. Right. But when I go back there now, that's not the same it's situation. It's not the same. And so I could totally relate to Jimmy. Oh, me too. Wanting to remake this home and then he had a whole story around the forming of the home and the beauty of that story
0: but even that changes because he remembered it as you just said as As, a child child. and then as an adult the the truth of it becomes real to him like he doesn't want to believe The fantasy he had as a kid. And it's not even a fantasy, it's just how you see things as a child. But as an adult, he sees it in a much different way. For me, I felt the exact same way. See, parts of this film, as a native New Yorker, parts of this film really remind me of Spike Lee, right? Mm -hmm. So I grew up in New York every single day. I went to school in New York, I lived in Queens, I lived in the Outer Barrows, and I see the city physically change. Times Square was nothing but a bunch of prostitutes yeah. and porn, porn theaters. theaters. Yeah. And and in between, you got double features of regular films. And so the grittiness you see in like um, uh, The King of New York and Dog Day Afternoon and other films I've mentioned about uh, when New York was New York and had character. Those days I remember... But now it's literally five to 10 year span difference. We walk by our school and we can see a total difference. But this film somehow kept that nuance that Spike had for like uh, Crooklyn, Do the Right Thing, Jungle Fever, where you, it was a sense of whimsy,
1: right? Well, you know, the interesting thing about it, I thought about the entire time I was watching this movie, I thought about Spike Lee. Mm -hmm. And what I was telling my coworker, here was as told Che I kept saying all I needed was a Terrence Blanchard soundtrack. Right. Because I needed some jazz, some Spike, music going. I needed that to happen.
0: I mean even with the imagery which I'll go into in a second Even with the imagery, Spike had a way, if you say nothing else about Spike, Spike had a way of delivering a love story about New York, Brooklyn especially.
3: Yeah, for sure. A
0: love story. I mean, so people come here and they're actually disappointed Mm because they're like, damn, this ain't Crooklyn. (laughs) <laughs> this ain't what I saw and do the right thing, but then there are certain elements that still exist in Bed Stuy, yeah. in Crown Heights, even in parts of Fort Greene that you're like, oh, this is a moment. Right. That New York was what it was, yeah. and then something blares by you. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. You walk past a pickle shop. You, and you you're mentioned upset. that
1: because um, <laughs> another friend of mine at work, he he was talking about how he didn't feel like he didn't understand. Um, she's got to have it the Netflix Uh. series and I told him I said the Netflix series is not really for you the Netflix series is a because he's a young black man living in Brooklyn it's reminiscent he's living there now and I said but what Spike is doing in she's got to have it he's doing all of the love for Nola Darling and the love for Brooklyn that he right. knew.
0: But in a sense, so that means Spike is the Jimmy Fails yes, he is. of New York, of Brooklyn. He is, he is. Right? Or Jimmy Fails is the Spike of San yes, Francisco. absolutely. Because essentially they both were really hurting for the nostalgia yeah. of a city that once existed. I mean, because I didn't know... Until they mention it in the film, which is why I love film. Film, I feel like film has such a historical value, and it just really reminds you of what things are and what what exists outside of your world. Yeah, um, for sure. I, that's how I introduced the Nina Simone. But anyway, I digress. What I will say is this: is that the point is is that in this film. They mentioned in the tour section when the tour guides were going by on yeah. uh, the segues mm-hmm. and him and GME was having like a ba- uh, go back and forth about the 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 validity of their claims.
1: And the history of the area. Right.
0: That's what I'm saying. Um, he mentioned that this was the Harlem
1: yes. of the West Coast.
0: I never knew that.
1: Yeah, And you know the thing about it It, and it the blew fact- my
0: mind actually. I did a lot of Googling. And the that. fact
1: that First of all, you had the the Japanese there,
0: right? And they mentioned were, that
1: then they were interred, right, in those inter- internment camps, which you're probably going to go back to soon here in in, in America, oh, in Trump's God. America. But just not. so you know, you know, you had their history mm-hmm. and Black American history yeah. colliding, yeah,
3: absolutely. and the fact
1: that you had a Black community that sprung up out of this community, yeah. In in this area, because it wasn't about the blacks just being in Oakland. The yeah. blacks were actually in San Francisco too. They were so, and you really never hear really enough about this and they got because pushed
0: into the bay. right, they
1: got pushed over into Oakland. But the whole point is. You're hearing a different part of history. And if you notice in the film, Tawana, Mm. we saw different images of San Francisco that we don't normally see. We did. They they touched on a lot. They spent a whole lot of time when you see images of San Francisco, Golden Gate Bridge, all these little homes. They pushed
0: in the whole... the air quality, the creation right, of the because smog. Because
1: the... the people were, black people were living where the government was doing all that atomic te- right. testing back in the day. Right. So now all of a sudden you understand why, well, one, the poor people were forced to be there and who would be the poor? The black people. Exactly. So here we go. We got to be the, in and this. And the
0: Latinos, I would think. Of course,
1: obviously. Because it's
0: California. That's
1: obvious. Right. But the point is, Of course, we're trying to navigate our lives and build our futures in a situation that could be dangerous for us. There was pollution, there was crime, there was homeless, there was drugs. So all these things were happening. But within this film, there was family, there was community. And that's the beauty of it.
0: Right. I I mean, it was beautiful. So give me a second. The shots,
1: you got to talk about.
0: Because I didn't talk about the cinematography. First of all. I'll start with the push ins, the slow mo, the open narrative, the low shots, which some people call snail shots, the fractured shots, shooting through gates, through foliage, framing headshots with gardens, shot through smoke glass doors, shot through mirrors, shot through smoke, rock that, that scene with the rock, where the yeah. rock becomes the camera becomes the rock and it hits the boy in the face. Yeah. I, I was it wasn't it Jimmy? Face. I think it was Jimmy. It was Jimmy. He gets hit in the face with the rock, but the at some point we follow the rock, and then the rock becomes the camera, and the camera goes right into his face, and poof, you know it's a whole thing. Brilliant, Um, amazing camera work, um, amazing San Francisco views. I've won not been to san francisco but
1: we've never seen this these, some of these shots
0: i've never seen san francisco but i feel like i have because of this film the lighting through the window um where you sort of see like what we learned in school that sort of cookie cutter blind mm-hmm. shot yeah. where you shoot like light through a through blinds and it has these sort of vertical lines across the characters right. or the features inside of the room i mean these are brilliant old school way of shooting and it's it's the moldings framing his head. It was a lot of low shots. Um, So definitely shots to uh, Adam Newport Barra, who I mentioned earlier, who was the DP on this, Mm -hmm. who also, like I said, did a couple episodes of Euphoria. He also did Barry, which was that um, Obama pick. Uh, Just wanted to say that. Like, just a great, beautifully crafted film. So if nothing else, This gets a solid five. For sure. Because this can do multiple viewings. This is a classic you're going to watch again in 5, 10, 15 years to remember what it is. This is also generational and diverse in the sense that it's just like if you've been gentrified in any way, if your community has been changed, you will uh you will uh, you will have an affinity. you will resonate with this film.
1: And this is a part of the series of films that are happening based in in uh, the San Francisco area. Right. Don't mean to bother you with uh, your boy from Get Out. Right, right, right. There's a couple other films in this in this genre that talked about blacks in well, San Francisco. Well,
0: I'll say this really quickly. It also reminds me of this new genuine perspective into the lives of blacks and specifically black males. So mm-hmm. let's talk about Moonlight. Let's m- mention like Native Son, mm-hmm. HBO's last flick. All these things are resonate with this film.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So what's your what's your rating?
1: Oh it's a five for sure. Oh, it's a five for it sure. It might even be I'm I might even give it an eight. Yeah I I'm mean really I would give it a ten,
0: it. but yeah this is what we got.
1: Yeah
0: for sure. So I mean listen I had fun. I did too. This is a good great episode. Yeah. So I think um listen people if you like this episode be sure to like Share and follow us on all our social media platforms. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, where we host. And don't forget to use the hashtag bbmpodcast Podcast. Once again, that's BBM Podcast. And we'll see you uh next episode, episode Absolutely. 47. Right. For uh Midsummer. Yes. And uh What's Yesterday.
1: Yesterday. With the Beatles. I'm looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks pretty cool. Yeah. Thanks for coming around, film fans.
1: Welcome back, Alex.
0: Welcome back, Glad Alex. Glad to be back. <laughs> Speaking of uh, immigrants. Yes. We love all of you. <laughs> and 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 all oh, that makes this country great. That's right. Keep coming. Fuck Trump. Keep coming.
1: <laughs> this
0: is beer bourbon.
1: And a movie.
0: And a movie.